Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. A disturbing trend existed in the mid-19th century when it came to maternity clinics and childbirth. New mothers were dying in alarming numbers due to a mysterious ailment referred to at the time as childbed fever. A Hungarian doctor named Ignaz Semmelweis, who was working in a Vienna, Austria hospital, began to notice and question this shocking trend in 1847. As he delved deeper into the statistics on maternity fatalities, he began to raise questions on medical practices that had been accepted for decades. Historians refer to this time period in the 1800s as the start of the golden age of the physician-scientist, when physicians were expected to have scientific training. So doctors were no longer thinking of illness as an imbalance caused by bad air or evil spirits. They instead looked to anatomy. Autopsies became more common, and doctors got interested in numbers and collecting data. Semmelweis resolved to figure out what was behind these deaths and started by looking for disparities between the hospital's two maternity wards. He discovered that women treated in the doctor's ward were dying at a rate nearly five times than those of the midwife's clinic. Was this mere coincidence? What difference could possibly exist between the doctors and the midwives that could help shed light on such a discrepancy? In the midwife's clinic, women gave birth on their sides. In the doctor's clinic, women gave birth on their backs. So, Semmelweis had women in the doctor's clinic give birth on their sides. The result was no effect. Then, Semmelweis noticed that whenever someone on the ward died of childbed fever, a priest would walk slowly through the doctor's clinic past the women's beds with an attendant ringing a bell. This time, Semmelweis theorized that the priest and the bell ringing so terrified the women after birth that they developed a fever, got sick, and died. He had this practice halted for an extended period of time. The result was no effect. By now, Semmelweis was frustrated. He took a leave from his hospital duties and traveled to Venice, Italy, where he hoped some much-needed rest and a good dose of art would clear his mind. When Semmelweis got back to the hospital, some sad but important news was waiting for him. One of his colleagues, a pathologist, had fallen ill and passed. Semmelweis studied the pathologist's symptoms and realized that he had passed from the same thing as the women he had autopsied. This was a revelation. Childbed fever wasn't something only women in childbirth got sick from. It was something other people in the hospital could get sick from as well. As Semmelweis continued to study the two wards, an obvious difference soon jumped out of him between the doctors and the midwives. The doctors performed autopsies in addition to delivering the babies and often went straight from one procedure to the next. He hypothesized that the doctors were spreading material from dead bodies to maternity ward patients and concluded that by stopping the route of transmission, he could likely stop the spread of the mysterious fever. A relatively easy solution to a very serious problem. Semmelweis also concluded that it would be fairly easy to test this hypothesis simply have doctors properly clean their hands and sanitize in between procedures or designate the differing duties between doctors 
so as to not contaminate the maternity ward. Semmelweis was certain that these small changes would curb the fatality numbers plaguing the hospital. Semmelweis began pioneering disinfection measures, mostly using the chemical chlorine. And, just as he had speculated, after implementing the simple policies that maternity wards needed to be kept clean and that doctors needed to wash their hands, the rate of childbed fever dropped dramatically. Soon, the differing wards were almost identical in their survival rates for birthing mothers, and those statistics for both were mere fractions of their original numbers. However, this is where our seemingly happy story takes an unexpected and rather bizarre turn. Despite proving that disinfection reduced mortality to below 1%, Semmelweis's techniques were rejected by nearly every doctor of his time because they felt it was insulting to require them to wash their hands. Constant criticism and condemnation from the medical community eventually proved to be too much for Dr. Semmelweis. Consequently, he had a nervous breakdown that placed him in a mental asylum where he eventually died in 1865. His tale, one of courage and foresight, came to an abrupt and unfortunate end. But his work, his findings, and his legacy have long prevailed and have saved countless lives and have led to other breakthroughs in the medical field with regards to germs and proper sanitary practices. Although he never received the proper respect and reverence when he was alive, the veneration given to him in death exceeds beyond just medicine. The irony of his death is that many historians believe he died of sepsis, the same thing that killed all those women on the maternity ward. This has been a missing chapter short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify and all other major podcast providers. last two seasons, we've enjoyed bringing unknown stories from history to you every weekend. Now it's your turn to bring a story to us. Every town in every corner of the world has a story, and its history is our history. Tell us the story about your hometown and what makes it special or unique. We're calling it Hometown History. Who or what is your town known for? Tell us your hometown story either in an email or a voice message from our Facebook page. Phil and I will choose one hometown's history to research and profile in a full episode of Season 3 of The Missing Chapter. And we'll contact you to be a part of it. Every hometown has a story. The next chapter we add to the history textbooks could be yours. Music.